0: gym for anybody else but me so i don't care if someone says you look like a man i i don't so go fuck yourself and i really don't care what you think and then i thought oh you can make lots of money i can buy lots of nice shoes (laughs) i realized that if i wait for other people i'm never going to get to where i want to go
1: on this week's episode of the engaging markets here i am speaking with natalie arabella Who has gone from being a 24 hour party animal to going completely the other way and becoming a gym obsessed? personal trainer to then branching into pretty much every aspect of business you can think of. She's in commercial property. She runs a podcast. She runs business mentoring. She runs retreats where you can go and work on your health, your mindset, and your business. How does she find time for all of this while still going to the gym at least once a day? Let's find out. I think it's fair to say right, right now you've you've really got your shit together. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think that that, is def, that that is clear. That is clear. But it hasn't always been that way, has it?
0: No, definitely not. Um, life was very different, oh, even just five years ago. Um, but before that, um, where do you want me to start?
1: <laughs> well, I think one of the, one of the things that I, I picked up quite a bit about you was when you, you left London. Yeah. And went to uh, wh- where you are now, actually, Mallorca. And y- you lived a bit of a hedonistic
0: lifestyle, is it fair to say? Yes. Yeah, um, I've been referred to as the wild child quite a few times. Um, I quit my job in 2011. I just, I'd just i had enough. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't happy. And I thought, okay, we've been to all of the other party places that you, you go to, you know, Malia, Cavos, etc., um, so we booked a girls holiday to Magaluf my friends were staying for a week and 10 days um, and I had planned to stay for 3 months and 12 years later Mallorca is still my <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Um but yeah I really got caught up in that um, Magaluf party scene, that lifestyle of like 24-7 party and it was fun like you think it's fun, you think it's freedom you think that you know, you're living exactly how you should do it. I was 22 mm. and just like really enjoying myself. But ultimately, I realised later that all of that was actually masking what I was feeling. I, I was lonely. I was in a new country. The people that were around me, they weren't really my friends. They were there for what they could get. You know, it it was it, it wasn't the happy, confident Natalie, that you see that is the, the real and authentic now. And. And then you mask those feelings of loneliness and depression with that that lifestyle. And it got to a stage where some of my acquaintances were arrested and I had to call my friend's mum and tell her that that had happened. And I just thought, I couldn't have someone phone my mum and do that. Like, you know what if that was the hospital or or you know anything if something happened and I realized that I needed to do something about my life and what I was doing so I went and thought what's the complete opposite of being off your face all the time and went and retrained as a personal trainer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Natural progression natural progression so it was (laughs) it was that fear that somebody might have to call your mum at some point and and give her bad news.
0: Yeah and and then that like made me really think am I being honest about would I be happy with people knowing how I'm really living no like that's that's not an acceptable way to to live for a long period of time anyway and I just thought I, I can't do that to my mum put her through that if if something happened it's just that's not okay
1: and how how bad did it get because I've never really lived a party lifestyle I'm I'm a recluse. What, what what, sort of stuff were you up to?
0: Um, so I used to run a bar, and in the bar, like one night, for example, um, I did a shot with every single customer that I served. Right. And we were ramo for eight hours. And then it would be going to workers' parties when you finish at 4 a.m., you go till 6 a.m., and then at 6 a.m., you would finish there, and then you'd go to Panama's because that's when that would open again. Um, so you'd be out sometimes till eleven a.m., two in the afternoon. Go home, have a bit of sleep, and then go back out. Go back to work for seven, eight o'clock at night, um, and then you do it all again. And um, never mind like the day sessions, the parties, the boat parties, and all of that. And it's just constant. Like there's, there was there was no let up.
1: Mm-hmm. And how how did it how did you actually feel doing that?
0: i thought i was like top of the world like it got to a, but it got to a point i realized that it wasn't making me happy and i actually started cutting back like the times i was going out i would stay home a lot more and spend time with different people do different things and that didn't involve like <laughs> drinking all day and all night because mm. it, it does it starts to get to you. you start thinking all sorts of strange things like because your brain is not functioning properly and then you're not having proper relationships because you're having stupid conversations um or falling out with people because you're drunk and or and, and other people like there's just it's just this what i'm looking for it's like this disconnect between you yourself and really with other people because. You you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know where where the night's gonna go, or the day's mm. gonna go. And it's like, hmm, hang on. Like, I can't I can't be dealing with all of this. So I'm getting angry. Like we're shouting at people, and it's just us it's not a, it's not a healthy place to be in your head. And mm. um, funnily enough, I was speaking to someone yesterday about angry Natalie, and I used to be a very angry person. <laughs> and like when that red mist would come. And it takes over and you just you can't control yourself because that's there and that's that's all that you can feel and and I now understand that anger is a healthy emotion to have um provided that it's an adult version of the, like the, the, not the teenager that's kick, kicking and screaming um and you you know allow yourself to feel the emotion let it calm and then you respond to things it's like when you get um, annoyed with someone's email for example like the solicitor's been a dick like just <laughs> write an email out don't press send calm yourself down have a cup of tea and um, go back to it and then you'll find that you'll you'll write a much better response
1: <laughs> funnily enough rob moore was talking about something very very similar just last week
0: really <laughs> yeah,
1: about responses to whatsapp messages his instant uh, response is to send a really offensive message back, but he gives himself some yeah. time to think about it.
0: But sometimes you need to write it out to get it out of your head. But mm. because that that can be quite cathartic, so I suppose it's a bit like journaling um, for people that journal, and you know, getting all of that out of your head. But then, then when you go back when you've calmed down and you read what you might have sent, mm. you realise that that's really not. Not conducive to a good relationship.
1: It's not. It's definitely not. So you you decided you'd go completely full circle and become yeah. a personal trainer. Is that something you'd had a interest in before?
0: Yeah. So I've been in the gym since I was about seventeen. So throughout this, I mean, most of the exercise I did through the partying was dancing. Mm. So I managed to stay fit <laughs> through, through like throwing myself around on the dance floor. Um but I've always had an interest in health and fitness. Um, part of it came from wanting to look a certain way, which helps you make to make you feel a certain way. And I thought I can help people with this, I'll be good at it, because I've yeah, like I say, come full circle and and sort of just pick back up from something that I used to really enjoy.
1: And and how easy was it to make that transition from party animal to complete stoic?
0: Oh, I'm not I'm not. <laughs> I'm not completely stoic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Vegas for my birthday.
1: That's not very stoic, but No, well, it's not. I'll be great I'll be great. You'll enjoy that.
0: Oh, for sure. And um, well we've not been able to go for three years, so mm. I'm very excited to to get back out there. Um it was very difficult, the transition, because everybody knew me as that life and soul of the party, but they couldn't understand. I'd still go out and I'd be drinking water and I'd dance because I love to dance, like I love to rave. And In England, before I left, I used to drive to certain raves just for the music, so I knew that I could go out and not be on it because I'd done it before. Hmm. But there was a lot of judgment from people they're like do you mean like how long before you're you know back doing this or that or whatever and um, which actually spurred me on to go fuck you sorry if I I'm, I'm not allowed to swear or Oh you, can,
1: said, you you swear away it's absolutely fine. <laughs>
0: We're going I really struggled not to swear sometimes um but yeah it spurred me on because it was like yeah well, I'll show you um, but also I wanted to show myself. So I spent a lot of time working on myself, I had to be a walking advert because I had no no clients to begin with. And that made me realize how difficult it is to train when you're out till five in the morning or you're drinking a lot because it's it's the, the yin and the, well, it's not even the yin and the yang, it's counterbalance that you just can't do it. No. Um, and the long, I mean, it took a period of time for me to like taper off things. Um, and for people to understand like that this, this is what I wanted to do now. So I started to manoeuvre myself away from the people that were being judgy and unkind to different people. So the people in the gym, uh, my clients and other people in, in business, because I thought that that would be better for me. And I now know that to be so true, because the people that you spend your, the most of your time with are a reflection mm. um, of you and I realised that I wanna if I wanna level up and change change my life and you know, be someone that my parents can be proud of, then I need to be spending time with the right people who are responsible and disciplined and all of those things that I now am, mm-hmm. most of the time.
1: Most of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> does that mean that the, the people that you were raving and drinking and partying with, you don't see them anymore, you've cut them out?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of people that I see, but I never used to, like, rave with them. So they've been, like, friends since the first, like, uh, actually about the first month that I got here. And um, they're, like, family um, to me. And so I speak with those. But the rest of them, not, not a single person. Was
1: that not one
0: No. Uh, yeah, in the beginning, because that then brought back out those feelings of loneliness, because I didn't have people, I didn't have my tribe, if you like. And I would see people like doing things all together. And and I'm like, okay, well, I'll go do it on my own. But, which actually became quite a powerful thing because I now have no problem with going out for dinner by myself. Or if I wanted to go and see a film and no one wanted to see it, I'm quite happy to go to the cinema by myself. I've been traveling by myself. You know, I went to Thailand on my own, met some great people, and I used that as, as fuel, as, as good to get better connected with myself and being comfortable mm. in my own company. Um, and now I can quite happily spend days by myself. Mm.
1: Some people really struggle with that, don't they? The whole concept of going for dinner by themselves and going to the cinema by themselves, because we, uh, we are social creatures.
0: Yeah, and also there is part of it that people either don't want to be alone with their thoughts. So sometimes some people, they they need to be around other people because they don't want to be alone in their thoughts and um, or they don't like themselves very much or they think people are going to judge them for sitting on their own. But actually when you go and do something by yourself, even if you like just go for a coffee, if the dinner's too much for you, go and sit and just people watch and just enjoy the moment and the peace and the calm Um, or if you're somewhere busy enjoy the hustle and the bustle and just like see and watch people coming and going and and that's quite a quite a big thing for helping to build your confidence to go out and do things by yourself because i realized that if i wait for other people i'm never going to get to where i want to go because not everybody one wants the same as me or what's good for me and like for example. In 2010, we were going to go as a group of friends. We were going to go um, traveling, and they backed out, so I didn't go. And that's why the next year, I was like, I've spent the past year in London, still being miserable. I've I've just got to go because otherwise, I'm 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 never gonna I'm never gonna go. I'm never gonna do it. So if you're constantly waiting on other people to do things, you will just stay just where you are, unless you find the right people.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's find the right tribe or just basically become master of your own destiny and don't rely on others. So when you when you started your personal trainer business, you say you, you, you had no clients originally, obviously, and you became your own advert for it. How did you then get clients, get people to trust that you could help them?
0: Yeah, so it started with um, like doing free classes, and lots of social media advertising. Um, I went around all the gyms and just was posting stuff and sh- demonstrating things and like, demonstrating my knowledge that I had. Um, and eventually, I ran um, a gym. It was a boxing gym, so there was boxing and gym to two sides. And that came through a friend of a friend, um, which helped because I had a base rather than being like a, a lone, a roving, a, yeah, like a roving PD. Um, and then it grew from there. So we changed the way that the gym worked in terms of putting um, extra classes on, getting clients through the door. We did leaflets. Um, oh, this was ages ago. So like, like loads of stuff. And then that, that didn't work out. In the end, but um, that's partly because oh, life changed. My nan passed away in 2016, and mm. um, and whilst I was like trying to build up the gym and the PT clients, that wasn't obviously bringing enough enough money. So I had two other jobs as well. So I'm working three jobs, seven days a week, five nights a week. I've got no spare time to find new people and to socialize or to have a happy life and supposedly like living a dream in Mallorca and and then my nan passed away so that made me realize again that life needs to change like we can't continue on this path that isn't working like there's only so much you can do and which is how mum and I got into property because she dragged me along to a Masopi (laughs) and (laughs) <laughs> kicking and screaming, um, and yeah, here we are now working together and um, doing all sorts of cool stuff.
1: So you, you kind of went from twenty-four hour partying to twenty-four hour working.
0: Yeah. So you
1: were healthier <laughs> and you were fitter. Yeah. But it didn't sound like you were much happier, though.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. And the interesting thing about that is, we now teach health, wealth, and happiness that's that's what i call the triangle of life because if you're not looking after your health the the rest of it's it just doesn't come together and health is wealthy you've got one body to live in like one one brain one mind and if you're not utilizing the best to the best of its ability you're going to struggle and happiness like life's too short to be miserable it is just too short. Um, I lost all of my grandparents in the space of four years. And that hit me for like, it really knocked me for six. And it really made me, you know, life is short. It it might feel long, but it's not. like It's a blip in time when you think about like how old the world is. And I just thought, Okay, we need to add happiness into this. Like, twenty-four hour party and twenty-four hour working—like, neither of those were good things.
1: <laughs> no, no, they're not. Although some people would say twenty-four hour working—that's the way you should be doing it. That's working hard, working hard,
0: no, but working it's not hard
1: isn't—it's not smart. No, it's not smart.
0: Mm. So no. you, you
1: you went along to a Masopi, which which for those who don't know is a multiple streams of property income event, which I presume was in London.
0: It was. It was. It was.
1: Um, where you saw lots of different speakers talking about different property strategies. Had you been to anything like that before? And what was no, your, what was your reaction it, to like
0: it? <laughs> Honestly, I was sat there and it wasn't until day three that the light bulb went on for me. Hmm. Um, and it was the same for my mum's been interested in property for, like forever. Um, but I just wasn't. Um but I was just, it's a long event three <laughs> days in, in uncomfortable chairs for for me i'm 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 often barefoot i don't sit like a normal human being i i don't i just it was uncomfortable and um, but uncomfortable is where you grow and we met some yes. great people and um, funnily enough was speaking to two of them that we I mean, were still in touch with quite a few people but two of them and um, they'd heard me say something I can't remember what it was but it wasn't it wasn't something that nice <laughs> I think I was pretty pretty bored by that point um <laughs> and then they reminded me of that a few years later and I was like oh god <laughs> but we made friends so <laughs> but it is it is a great event if you don't know anything Um. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, take snacks and a cushion. Take snacks and a cushion.
1: (laughs) So if you were there on the third day and and, and you were pretty bored by that point and you'd seen lots of different speakers and you thought it's not for you, presumably, what was the bit that made you think, oh, yeah, I like
0: this? um, It was Glendelph and the commercial conversions. And because I've never been like a small thinker and it was... Oh hang on hang on a minute. We can do big projects. Something that you can actually get your teeth into. I wasn't excited by the prospect of one bike to let or one hmo We're dealing with I'm so glad we didn't go down the HMO route. Um dealing with with all of that. I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in that. But hang on a minute, I can take a, bi- a big building and provide lots of homes for people. Hmm. That's exciting. And then I thought, oh, you can make lots of money. I can buy lots of nice shoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yet you're barefoot most of the time.
0: Yes, but when I'm out and at events, you will only ever see me in heels. Right. So what,
1: what, what did you do? Did you take action on the, the commercial conversions?
0: We did. Um, we did the commercial conversion course. We did the Cayman Legacy um, retreats with Mark and Rob as well. We did two of those, Dubai and Cayman, which is where we met uh, Gerald Ratner, who is our business partner of mine, mm. which is very exciting. Um, and from there, we've just completed a 20,000 square foot conversion uh, of a former care home into 31, 2 and 3 beds. And um, we've just got the last four, I think three or four sales going through. I think we've got one going through this week. Um and then that will be that one complete. And now we're looking for the next projects. Wow.
1: And and what if you can share what would the numbers be on that?
0: Ooh, um we bought it for nine hundred. Um the GDV was six point one ish. Um and the build was very expensive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And how long did that project take from...
0: That has actually taken four years, start to finish. And right. um, We had many problems. Um, they found, I think, two back droppings. And therefore, we had to do a backed survey. And you can only do that between certain times. So we had to wait for that. Luckily, we had um, a delayed completion on it. So that worked out quite well for us. And also, we didn't start building until after all the lockdowns. So it turned out to be quite fortuitous in the way that things went through, because we did a pre-app, we then put full planning in, we did a public exhibition um, to to see what the local community wanted, and they were really pleased with it. and then, yeah, like we had to wait for the and like so many surveys, and then that one had to wait for that, and then we started build, and then we found some asbestos, oh. then we found that actually all of the internal walls were structural, and oh, um, we needed a new roof, new drainage. It was insane. So everything took. I mean, like most things in life, everything takes longer than you expect. But that, mm. yeah, that one's. Um, been there, been in in life for a very long time.
1: <laughs> so I imagine there was a lot of stress and problems with that.
0: Yeah, yes, a lot, um, and there's still this stuff going going through. So it's not for the faint-hearted. No stuff like that, big projects. Um, but we are, like I say, we are looking at others, and um, there's two that we're offering on at the moment. Um, so it hasn't put us off but like definitely something that you need the right team for. Like I work with my mum. Her name is Paula. And, you know, the right skill set because we work with investors as well, making sure that they're kept up to date on things or what's going on. Um, just so many moving parts and you need a really good project manager as well to help like with everything. Cause there's so much more than you expect in the beginning and um, they, they don't, they don't tell you about all of all of the quite that many pitfalls um, in the course because they sell you the dream, don't they? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess they can't can't go through all the pitfalls because you'd be you'd still be there now.
0: you be there now, yeah, definitely. And um, no, they sell you the dream, but the, the dream comes with graft. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's important for anybody to anybody listening to take on board is you still have to to do the work. You have to put the time and the effort in and you have to have the desire for it to happen. Because if you don't really want it, it's just not going to happen.
1: No. And, and are you able to share how much you were going to make out of that deal?
0: Uh, we haven't done the final accounts yet, so I don't know.
1: Don't know. But it's going to be worth it and you want to do another one?
0: Yeah. Fantastic. I'm going to buy a pair of shoes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guessing not cheap shoes either. No, Um. I like Louboutins and Jimmy Choo's. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> of course have expensive do. taste. My mum brought me up well.
1: <laughs> and you mentioned doing the Dubai retreat and the Cayman Iron retreat. And mm. Now, that there'll be people listening who've seen these things advertised where you go away to an exotic location and spend time with other business owners and learn, and it sounds very expensive and it sounds very extravagant. But what value do you actually get out of doing that?
0: Yeah, so we thought about it, not for, for very long, actually, before, um, and thought, it's a lot of money to invest. What will we get out of it? And ultimately, we wouldn't be doing what we are now without having gone and had that experience and that time with those people. So our planning consultant, we met, um, we met there. And our partners, we met there. We also met somebody else who we ran a service accommodation business with for a few years as well and hated that too. (laughs) Um, And again, that's where I met Gerald Ratner. And we now have Gerald Ratner and Friends, um, an online mentoring group. He's been a guest mentor at my retreats as well. And like all of the opportunity that aren't necessarily tangible at the, the time, you get the extra help and support. You're not thinking about the day-to-day and you're, you know, you're away, you're somewhere inspiring and it helps you to really focus on what do I want and getting that expert guidance and support to help drive you there and to think bigger and give you that, that extra push and that extra accountability to go, well, I've, I've invested all, like, all of this money so i'm going to go and make it happen mm-hmm. like there's no point doing things if you're not then going to take action after so mm-hmm. like there's the a second one we did rob said to me you need to do what you teach people and get out of your own way and like launch your podcast that was april 2019 and and <laughs> i procrastinated like fuck with it and launched in february 2020 <laughs> Um, but the ideas that were were born um, on those mastermind sessions are exactly what I'm doing now. So like the, the Confidence Mastery podcast, the the confidence coaching, um, being able to run my own retreats was something that I'd wanted to do since I trained as a PT. But now I was able to do it twofold or well, threefold health, wealth mm-hmm. and happiness.
1: And you've got something like 170 odd episodes, I think, of your podcast now, haven't you?
0: Yes, yes, about
1: that. And what, what's the name of the podcast for everybody listening?
0: Confidence Mastery.
1: Confidence Mastery. And it's on all platforms, I take
0: it. All the platforms. We're absolutely everywhere. You, and you can't miss it because I've got bright red hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'll, I'll pop the link for that for anyone listening into the the notes and the, the description below here as well so anybody can, can follow
0: that. Yeah, um, I, I, lo- I love doing it. I'm like you. You know, it's, it's, it's a passion project. Hmm.
1: It's a passion project. It is definitely a passion project. How, how does it work for bringing people into you, though, and, and meeting people you wouldn't otherwise get and contact and, contacts and yeah.
0: business? Yeah, so it's great because you get to have interesting conversations with so many people, um, and it makes me think about what do people want, what content can I put out, how can I use this. and um, It has brought me clients, and it's brought me different kinds of opportunities in terms of potential business collaborations and, like, Gerald's been on it twice, um, for example. Uh, we advertise the Confident Entrepreneurs Club on it as well. That's 27 pound a month. Um, it's a bit like Roblox team, but different. Same, same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's like lots of different ways that it's been great. And it's also brought me new friends. So like the people, some of the people that I've interviewed um, that I wouldn't have spoken to before, because of this, I've been able to maintain relationships, and we've, we've got new and exciting stuff coming up. We've got a relaunch coming up, and with some guests that I've not told anyone about, apart from the people filming it. So that's exciting.
1: Can, can you can you tell us? Oh. No, <laughs> can't risk it. No, nope. ah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, so you seem like you're rather busy. Yeah. But rather, unlike when you were uh, a PT and doing other jobs, you're busy in things that's actually giving you pleasure and enjoyment.
0: 100 like, percent. I really love what I do. And um, my business coach this week, she said to me, "What do you enjoy most in your business um, in terms of like the, the coaching and mentoring side?" And I said, "It's the delivery. Like I love delivering our mastermind days and the retreats and seeing people succeed and the feedback that I get. And like I'm obviously always looking to improve myself. And when I see people doing things that they wouldn't have done and, you know, creating businesses from scratch and like thinking then about acquiring businesses and growing their confidence and going from not wanting to stand up in front of six people to do like a 60 second talk to being happy being filmed on the, on our last retreat in the space of six months. Is phenomenal and that does genuinely bring me joy whereas i used to search for joy in places that i wasn't i wasn't getting it
1: hmm. so how's your your sort of day split? because you you see i have so many different businesses because you dropped in the fact you've got a, a membership site as well as your 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 Ratna one as well so there are two yeah. different sites and you've got retreats and you've got the podcast and you've got your property business Yeah. And obviously, you're still going to the gym quite a bit. That's evident. Yep. yep. <laughs> How's your day split up?
0: Daily. So I get up, and the first thing I do is go to the gym. That is an absolute non-negotiable, especially if I'm in Mallorca. If I'm in London, things work a bit differently, because there'll be events on, and I have to change things around. But normally, I'll get up, I go to the gym, and then I don't do calls until after 12, because my I just cannot get my words out properly mm. and i've realized over time that the best time of day for me to do things um, and have client calls etc are in the afternoon and um, mondays are property and planning and strategy meetings and um, fridays i only do calls tuesday to thursday as well and then fridays are for everything else um, or if i choose to go and do something else than I can. And, but it took a long time to figure out how do I do all of this? And then like, again, working all of the hours and just like nothing really happening, you really need a bit of routine. And I was finding that people were booking calls in and I'd have a call within half an hour and I got mid flow on writing some content Mm. and I'm like, "Mm, this is, this isn't working. So now there's structure. They, you know you can only book in like the next day or in advance of you know and it can't be like two months away it's in the next fourteen days for example and um, and then now I've just written a business plan for a new project um of course you have <laughs> I've got a fun time for. and um, but again that's something else I'm really really passionate about and um, because I go to the gym and because I'm a woman and So I'm looking at starting a clothing line for women who lift, but like the fashion side, not the gym clothes side. And so that because we don't have off the off the wrap bodies and it's difficult and I've done so much research into this and because I'm my own client, like I need this to happen Mm. (laughs) because, you know, I've got wide wider shoulders and smaller waists and like things don't fit, they don't fit around your arms. You need a bigger size up here and it just doesn't work. So you need almost bespoke tailoring, but not a bespoke tailoring prices. And so that's something else that I'm working on and be splitting out some extra time in that um, may mean that some things go and, and we'll just see where what happens.
1: Mm. No, interesting. I've, I've never seen that um, that before. So, yeah, that, that sounds like you've got a real niche in the market there. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I need to do this now hmm. before somebody
1: else does. Right. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned your, your retreats as well. So, obviously, you, you've been on retreats and then you've created your own retreats. Yeah. What sort of things happen on a retreat? I personally have never been on one, okay. but I've always been intrigued about what goes on.
0: Yeah, loads of stuff.
1: <laughs> stuff you Just can tell
0: us. <laughs> yeah, so mine are a bit different because we cover health, wealth, and happiness. So mm. we do different activities for health. So at the last one, so I've done one in the UK, one in Barbados, one in Mallorca. Um, and there's always an element of fitness. So I'll talk about the Mallorca one because it was the most recent. Um, I led a hit session around, around the pool we went on a hike and we did a yoga session. And so that's part of the, the health covered. But we also sit and mastermind and talk about health goals. How do you want to feel in yourself? Like why, why is it important to do this? And having that discussion and those conversations really helps to give you the discipline to, to take action thereafter when you understand like, the different intricacies of things. And it also shows you that you're not the only person that has hang-ups or has an issue or isn't motivated although motivation is a lie um (laughs) i'll come back to that um so we we do that and then we mastermind for business plans so for the next 12 months like what do you want to achieve how are you going to achieve it what does the growth look like we start looking at all of those things to build out a proper business plan and and we have confidence building workshops we do public speaker practice and training um, or on video but both and eating together having different conversations and next year we'll be bringing in um guest speakers again and like a trip out on a catamaran so that it's so far removed from your normal day-to-day life. You're focused, you're having interesting conversations about your life and your business, where you want it to go. Now, we do the whole shebang because you are not just your business. And if you're not looking at why am I doing this, what's, what's the purpose behind it, what's the, the mission that I'm trying to create, looking at all of those things helps you to understand it, understand yourself, and to create a happier life because if you're just plowing into business like i was working three jobs i didn't have a social life i didn't have healthy relationships those things slipped away but if you're able to look at it and go okay well my relationship at home isn't isn't going too well why is that what can we do to to improve what's going on there and also like internally like do you love yourself because you should love yourself know you're gonna have the longest relationship with anybody in your life with you mm. so that's the way we do it and they're always really powerful and you see people and sometimes like it's different for every person and and then you'll just see their face change like that something's happened and then they get it and it's just amazing to see and and when you know you're out somewhere different you get that experience of travel of culture and um that's why I like to travel food and food and people and yeah they're just better conversations
1: yeah you you mentioned during that motivation
0: yes and so this was a recent conversation as well actually someone said to me how have you got the motivation to go to the gym all of like all of the time I'm like "I, I don't I'm disciplined discipline is what gets you results motivation like you can sit and look at stuff and get all all fired up, but that means nothing if you don't go and do the thing that needs to be done. So if I'm not disciplined enough, if I'm motivated to go to the gym, but I can still sort of sit on my backside and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But if I'm disciplined enough to know the benefits and, and, and actually going, then that's what gets me results. So even if I don't want to go and it's rare that I don't want to go, and um, because I do love it so for anybody listening like you don't have to go to the gym find something you enjoy because otherwise you, you won't do it it could be walking or rollerblading or dancing or something get get yourself walking um but if if I don't go my mental health suffers as well so I I do it for all of the reasons so if I can be disciplined in that I can be disciplined in other areas of my life too. It means that I've got a transferable skill. So motivation will get you nowhere, but discipline not. Hmm.
1: In sort of a related note, one thing I wanted to ask you, because I think you're a good person to answer this question, is you put yourself out there quite a lot. You're on social media quite a lot. Um, because you're preaching about um, health and happiness and, and, and mindset, you're going to get detractors. Yep. How do you personally deal with that? Or does it even affect you in the slightest?
0: It does. I mean, there's times when like there's so much going on and you just think, I just can't take any more of this. So that's when I take a step back because otherwise I'm going to be no good to anyone. And I do go out with my friends. I do drink. I'm I'm not a monk. And... I'm just better at it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if people don't like what I'm doing, I really don't care. Because whilst I, I do look after my clients for them, the rest of my life, my personal life, I do that for me. I don't go to the gym for anybody else but me. So I don't care if someone says you look like a man. I like, I don't, so go fuck yourself. And I really don't care what you think. Um. If I'm not happy, I look at why I'm not happy. What's going on? What's made me think of it, like, have this emotion? And I have a business coach, I have a personal coach, I have a PT, I have mentors, that I know that if I need help, I know that there's someone I can ask. And it's important to have the different different people for, for different things that I often find as well. So even though I'm a trained PT, me having that extra accountability check-in every week with somebody else helps me to not lie to myself. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's interesting, you've mentioned that a couple of times that you, you've still got a business coach now. Even yeah. though you are coaching people, you are also being coached. I've seen business owners claim that they don't need a business coach. They don't need someone to tell them how to do things. I've even seen a business coach say that they don't need a business coach because they already know it.
0: Um, times changed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which is kind of devaluing their own worth, really.
0: Yeah, there it is. Why well, I wouldn't go to a business coach. You didn't have a business coach. Like you learn from other people's mistakes. Like when something comes up and you don't know what to do. Because there will be times that you don't know what to do, or you lose a bit of direction, or if something isn't isn't working out right. Having those conversations with that person who you've invested with to help you helps. Hmm. And that's like, you can't know it all. You just you just can't. It's impossible to have all of that knowledge in your brain, especially if you haven't run every single business or done every single thing in life. And none of us have done that.
1: You're getting close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give me five years.
1: (laughs) Five years, you'll be there. You'll be there. So other than the clothing line that you're about to bring out, what does the future hold to you? What what, what sort of plans have you got going forward?
0: Yeah, so more property projects, uh, for sure. And I'm looking for somewhere to build or renovate a villa so that I can host my retreats from my villa oh, and um, which I'm excited about that would that, would that be Mallorca yeah yeah um, I'm also looking at whether we do a pure health and happiness retreat with no business because I like the idea of running one of those as well as the one with the business and um, we are doing property staging in London as well and what else, the podcast, more talks, um, writing a book. Of course, you're um, writing a book. Of course, you are. I've been saying I'm writing a book for five years, so I've I'm publicly announcing that there is going to be a book by at least this time next year,
1: right? So, this is being recorded in June for those that, that, that are listening. So, by June 2024, there will be a book.
0: There we'll but there's my accountability. There
1: we go. It's out um, there now. It's out there in the world. You can't uh, just kind it.
0: Yeah, just helping as many people as we possibly can. And um, I used to be one of those people that was always jealous of other people's success, and I now realise that that was because I had no drive, I had no discipline, I, I wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And now, when I help people to figure out what it is that they want to do, and I see them do it. Like that, that that lights us fire in my soul, and the more people we can help, then the better. So you know, with the mastermind, we've got a monthly mastermind in London. Um, that is a very small, close, intimate group of people. I'm looking at the moment. Do I start one in Mallorca as well? See what happens. Um, because if I can do it there, I can do it here. Mm-hmm. There's a big expat community, and there's lots and lots of people with great businesses um, yeah. that need some extra support in their life.
1: Yeah, there definitely is. And, and one other thing I wanted to ask, um, because you you've mentioned him a few times, and that you're know, he's working with you now. You mentioned Gerald Ratner. Um, what what have you what things have you learned from from that
0: man? Oh, goodness, so many it's not all about the money and happiness and health is important. And that's why we get on so well. Like we're good friends. When he came out of his depression and started the health club, the thing that kept him sane was him cycling. And he still does that every day. And it's the conversations that you have that like aren't necessarily around the board table. So making sure that you're doing things with, with the people, and not in not in a boardroom environment, for example, like you have different conversation at lunch or playing snooker or whatever. Um, there's there's so much that I can't, I can't even think of one one thing, um, and the business is hard, mm-hmm. and starting something new is hard but you can make things happen. Um, And also that the fastest way to grow is through acquisition.
1: Completely agree with that. Mm. Completely agree with that.
0: So, yeah, I've been looking at, okay, what can I acquire? (laughs) Shoes. Shoes. Shoes, yeah, shoe shoe company.
1: You can acquire shoes. Yeah, buy a shoe company. Oh, she's thinking, oh,
0: shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my brain's going. Oh yeah.
1: Oh no. I know what you're going to be doing after this.
0: <laughs> Shoe are,
1: brands, are there?
0: Brands. Yeah. Like, which ones are for sale? Oh, not for sale. Or oh, they're what all are? for sale. They're all for sale. They're yeah, all for sale. For the right price. They're all for sale. So. As as a
1: as a final question, because um, we're just about to run out of time now. If somebody wants to work with you, either to be on your podcast or to go to one of your events or about one of your retreats or your your membership or your your Ratner and Friends, whatever it may be, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, so if you go to Linktree forward slash Natalie Arabella Bailey, you will find all the links to all the socials there, um, and then there's Instagram, Facebook. LinkedIn, and um, the website is nataliearabella.com uh, if you do wanted to go straight there rather than through Linktree, I've got bright red hair that's very long. You can't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's only one Natalie Arabella Bailey out there.
1: Ah, oh, fantastic. I will pop all of those links below in the description as well. So anybody listening to this, they're all below. Just go down there and, and click on whichever one you want to go to to go, to go and check that out. It's Natalie, okay. thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much. I very much enjoyed this conversation. I hope you have too. I have fantastic
1: I've, 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 I'm learning more every time I do one of these podcasts I'm learning more and, and you, you are quite an inspiration oh
0: thank you you are quite an inspiration oh, you my day. Yeah.
1: well I, I try <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> thank you <laughs>